the DI Guys podcast was created to share the best ideas, strategies, and concepts so you can have conversations to help you exponentially grow your DI sales. While they may have lost their hair, they have not lost their minds. Here are the DI Guys, Chris Carlson and Mike Cogdo. This is Chris Carlson, and welcome to this episode of the DI Guys podcast. As always, I'm here with my co-host and good friend, Mike Cogdo. Mike, what's shaking today? Chris, how are you? Not a lot shaking, my friend. Things are good here. Um, once again, Northwest Florida. I got a little bit of advice for everybody. Not going deep on the weather today because the weather's been pretty good lately. A little bit of thunder, a little bit of rain, 75, 80 degrees. But when you move to Florida and you tell your friends that live in snowy, wintry states, be careful. And I say that, Chris, because for the third week in a row, we've got company. <laughs> Love everybody to death. But when you got to get out of those great Rocky Mountains because it's 20 and 18 and 17 degrees, my friend, people have a tendency to gravitate your way. And when you say, oh, yeah, sure, come on down, you better be meaning it because they will show up, my friend. But other than that, it's good and it's absolutely great to see people that I haven't seen in almost a year. So it is being really fun. What about you? What's happening in Kentucky? Hopefully you're not getting blown away by tornadoes. It's a weird, it's a, we always talk weather, I know, for two minutes. It's a weird season again. Yeah, Mike, we've been very fortunate. We've avoided the tornadoes, but a couple weeks ago, we had something I've never experienced. I mean, we had 40 to 60 mile an hour winds for over 12 hours. Now, I've I've been in situations where you get those winds for an hour or two. It was 12 hours, and it was like, is this ever going to end? Now, fortunately, it did not turn into anything more than that, but it was just it was weird that it could last that long. Chris, that's enough, because 60-mile-an-hour winds and some structures in, in our country are not exactly built to code, especially way out in the country, maybe a shed or a barn. 60 miles an hour, my friend, is enough to like rip a roof off, right? That would and start to have things being airborne, as they say. Yeah, there was a barn just down the street from us and it just got destroyed. And it, it was the, the roofs are it was everywhere. So, to your point, a lot of these barns were built decades ago. They and so, yeah, it, it, it's interesting. And fortunately for our area, you know, nobody was hurt, but but nonetheless, it, it kind of gets your attention, uh, no doubt about it. You know what's awesome? You know what's awesome on this great end of March, besides March Madness, which I know you've been glued to your television, so have I, um, both women's and men's. We were just discussing it before we came on here live. You know what's interesting is we haven't really heard the word COVID in quite some time, have we? <laughs> that is a great point. I mean, well, our president said it's over, so it's over. Yeah, and evidently that's how that works. If everybody out there that's listening is a voter and stuff, uh, you know, somebody gets to decide when it is or when it isn't, even the flu. So this year I'm going to grant, this is coming from Mike Cogdo, the podcast DI guy, there will be no flu season in 2024. There. It's not going to happen. I love it. I love it. No flu season, my friend. So what's going on in our great world, which you and I talk about, Incessantly, obviously, we've been doing this for two and a half years now. Yeah, Mike, I um, the great world of disability insurance. What do you got going? 
Yeah, we we talked uh, before we jumped on about the the numbers from Limra for 2022, and I'd like to kind of dive into some of the information that is that we gathered from that, if we can today. Absolutely, I think it's a good place to go. Why don't you go ahead if you've got those numbers? Let's just have a quick little because we talked about it. We talk about it once a year, so it's it's now March in the first quarter. We have the numbers. Let's go ahead and talk about the great year of 2022 and where we were and where we're going. Yeah, you know, Mike, like a lot of years recently, we haven't had huge growth. Not surprisingly, Unum continues to write more individual DI premium than anybody else. But I got to tell you, when I was looking at the numbers, Northwestern Mutual has traditionally been the second largest writer, but they had a 20% jump in premium. And they are sneaking up on Unum as being the company that writes more individual disability insurance anybody else out there. And the vast majority of it it has nothing to do with Uh, multi-life, just a a smaller percentage, whereas Unum is just the opposite, almost all of it's multi-life. And so what it says about Northwestern Mutual is great training and the belief in the product. And so I'd like your comments on, on, you know, just the fact that they are so strong in the area of disability insurance. Chris, let's start right there. First, if you have that in front of you, remember, this isn't a 20% growth off of 1 million, right? It's not. See, that's the thing. It's 20% growth off of what number? They went from 77 million to 93 million last year. Okay. See, see that those, because you and I know the average policy size is about what? 2,800, 3,000. Let's call it $3,000, right? $3,000. Average premium. I mean, DI just doesn't have big numbers. I mean, you're never going to have the home run. It happens very seldom in disability insurance where somebody has a $300,000. And it's required to be a multi-life case to even get that because you can barely get double digits for almost any client, right? Double digits meaning $10,000 or more in premium. You just you seldom get there. So think about how many agents they have and the number of policies that they increased from the previous year. And when I look at that, Chris, it says somebody... There's one carrier, and I don't, you know, you and I don't work with Northwestern Mutual. I agree with you. Kudos to Northwestern Mutual, and hats off to whoever's doing it, because you know what's happening? You just hit the nail on the head. Training. Training. This is not going to be a online, quickie enrollment policy. We've been trying to, people have been trying to do it, Chris, for 25 years. I mean, you know, technology's been around a long time now. The kind of technology that we're all using, whether it's a podcast, whether it's a, a mobile phone, whether it's an email, an internet, a Snapchat, an Instagram, a Twitter. We can go on and on and on. So for some reason, none of those mechanisms, and I think you would agree, have increased the sales of disability. Fair? Fair. The average size policy that Northwestern Mutual wrote last year, it wasn't 3000 It was $1,400. Okay, so they're selling an RD product probably. And for those of you that don't know what that is, it's an annual renewable. So it, it starts out less expensive. So what it does is it just it actually adds to what I just said, 1400 How many new policies is, is that? My goodness. The numbers are almost, in a way, staggering for disability insurance. And they're not, Chris, you and I are brokerage. They're not brokerage. So for anybody that's out there listening to us this morning, they're not brokerage. They have a captive, a captive audience to sell their product from. And that's a Northwestern Mutual career agent. Chris, what do you, what, besides training, what would you guess there is? And I'm, I'm going to just go 
I'm going to, I'm going to state the obvious for you this morning, my friend. What do you think? They have a superior policy. We know that that is not the case. Uh, you know, no matter where you stand on policy comparisons, Northwestern Mutual would not be considered the gold standard. Now, having said that, it doesn't make it a bad policy, but if you go provision by yeah, provision. It's not a bad policy. You're correct. Yeah. And so the next question, Chris, is the same. And again, I'm going to state the obvious. So, Chris, but their underwriting must be really easy. They just as, send as, it in and it gets issued. As we know, Mike, they probably have the toughest underwriting in the industry. Agree. So those two together do not really equate to being basically, let's just take Unum out because we know how they work their business and, and they're good. They're good at what they do. But those two together and they write way more than anybody. Then again, and we're going to probably repeat ourselves five times this morning. Then what's the underlying reason why they're doing so well and nobody else? And I, I got to say, nobody else really is because if you're flat, you're flat. You know, Mike, I, I, I believe we talked about training. I think the other thing is, is the belief. You know, they, they, they believe in it. And so you could go to Northwestern Mutual Agents and you're going to find almost every single one of them have individual disability insurance on themselves. Chris, well put. And you know what's funny? Northwestern Mutual, and, and again, I'm not a student of Northwestern Mutual's systems, not their, not, not, not how they do business, but they're like, they've gone the direction of almost like, Everybody else, correct? Assets under management, emulation of, of 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 assets, asset gathering, just like regardless, whether it's mass, principal, guardian, all of the above that have career shops still. We'll call them career shops for for lack of a better term. They've all gone more to that asset gathering mode. Northwestern Mutual has as well. But I think one of the things that they do, Chris, this goes back to you, me, our podcast from the very beginning of time. Um, you know, we recently did a 14 day challenge for an organization, which is, you know, 14 days of disability. And you did a phenomenal job of just quick little snippets. Risk protection package starts first with Northwestern Mutual. Wouldn't you agree? Without, I mean, you just don't get to do it any other way. 100%. And, and Mike, I, I'd like to, to share a conversation with our audience that I had recently with a retired NML agent. He was, he's within the top 10 all time with NML. And so we had a, we had a very robust conversation about, you know, where, NML came from where it is today. And we talked a lot about the asset gathering. He made a couple of very interesting comments to me. He said, I would not have survived in this industry had I not sold disability insurance, which I thought was pretty interesting if he's a top 10 all-time NML agent. And that's all products. That's not just DI. But then he made the following comment. I know this is a drum you and I have been beating for a while. He says, Chris, imagine you're 25 years old new to this industry. How in the heck do you convince a 60 to 70-year-old person to give you their assets when you're 25, 26, 27 years old? The only way that person can survive is they have to present and sell risk products. In other words, they have to shoot the birds along the way as they're hunting the elephant. And I believe that's what NML as an organization does well. They do not let their agents get so googly-eyed that all they focus on is asset center management. Although they are focused on it, it's not the only thing. And as a result, they're selling insurance, life insurance, disability insurance, as they are attempting to build their practice, build that assets under management. So the, the conversation I have with him was just fascinating. And he says, look, I mean, they're victims like a lot of other people, but they're doing probably the best job of being able to help their agents survive. And, and even NML has a high 
incidents of agents not making it to the fifth year. It's a challenge for them like it is is every other organization. And Mike, you and I have had this conversation over and over, so I'm going to kind of close the loop here. Risk management products for people who are starting out are so critical to making sure they can eventually stay in this industry. Well, Chris, you just hit the nail on the head in about like 14 different ways. And again, it's like, you know what, anybody listening today, if you're ever going to listen to this, you're going to hear our recording, you're going to play it back. If you listen today, all you have to do is this. And Chris, you're now my client and I'm Mike Cago. Chris, before we even get rolling today, is your risk protection package current up to date? Mike, I'm not sure what a risk protection plan is. Done, Chris. We got that's where we start. And if everybody if anybody wants sentence two, three, four, and five after what I just asked, Chris, do you and I make training available? Listen, I'm I'm gonna give us a plug this morning. Do we make training available? Absolutely. All I have to do is reach out to us and see if they're interested in training. Yeah, because I, I, I think and I'm gonna step back for a second. I know I'm a little bit all over the board this morning, but I mean we we have the training. I'm gonna I'm gonna brag about Chris and Mike. I mean, I am. Chris has been doing this business for I I always say twenty years, Chris. One day Candy Biller, who a dear friend of mine who ran individual disability distribution for principal for years and years and years, still running now the career distribution, used to say, Kind why do you say twenty? You're, you're, you're 60 years old. You've been doing this for like 43 years. <laughs> why, why do you always say 20 years? Like, I don't know, because I got children. I don't want to get old, I guess. But the point is, Chris, we have it available. And what we have, you were a fast riser and always were in, when we both were corporate disability guys, when they existed in a big way. Corporate disability. We worked disability for companies. I'm in the Hall of Fame. I was the first Hall of Fame member ever, Chris, at Principal Financial Group for Disability Insurance. And actually, I got inducted with a dear friend of mine who's not who's an entrepreneur, Peter Esker. Um, we were the first two ever for disability insurance. We do know what to do. We do know what's going on. And all we want to do is help every broker out there, asset gather, or you are what you are. If you're surviving and you're doing well in this business, we want to help you become that Northwestern Mutual agent, don't you think? Absolutely. And that, that, that's our that's our mission, Mike, is, is to help those that, uh, succeed. People and succeed. that's our charge right now. So today... I'm asking, if you listen to this podcast every now and then or whatever, first, refer it out to other people. Let them listen, too. And this isn't a sales idea one day, but you just got one again. Is your risk protection package current and up to date? Easiest thing to ask anybody in the world. From there, Chris and I can take you and teach you how to sell not a policy when it falls in your lap, not once a quarter, but you get to the point, Chris, we're going to end today with a little compensation. You get to the point where you have 20 appointments a week and, or 15, and, and if you don't, you should probably, or at least three a day. If you can, I mean, Everybody calls three or four a day. I know people that have appointments every 40 minutes um, on the phone. So it, it, it's up to you to do it, but we can help you because if you could write a policy a week, Chris, one policy a week, and let's take NML's premium out, and let's just double it. For a husband, wife, a, a, a whomever family, if you have a three thousand dollar premium, Chris, and you you could write one a week, take two weeks off for fifty weeks. That's pretty easy math, right? Even for me, Mike. Be my math guy today. How much is that? Three grand a week, Chris. Hundred fifty for fifty weeks. Hundred fifty thousand. And Chris, just approximate, because I know you can do this in your head faster than I can. By the time you did that for your third year, going into year four, about what you think, what do you think the compensation would be? And, and, and ongoing, by the way. Oh, Mike, it's in the hundreds of thousands of dollars. 
Chris, it's it's probably about just under three hundred grand a year for the next really long time. And year three. I mean, I used to do this whole scenario. If you could graduate from college and I said you had to sell one thing a week for three grand. And and by the time you're done with year two, you can make two hundred and twenty five thousand dollars. Fully finished with two years of doing it every week for fifty weeks for two years, you could make two hundred and twenty five thousand dollars by your third year would you take the job? And the person said and people were like, I don't even need to be Harvard educated. Heck yeah, I could do that. And I tell people, I have the product. This is what it is. And Chris, 90% of the time it stops there. Because <laughs> if I, if I, if I could make this happen the way I talk, Chris, I'd be a trillionaire. <laughs> I really would. Well, Mike, Let's you see. and I have talked about this for a, a lot of years. And you know what? And I'm going to plus what you just said. One a week. Okay. Now, what's really interesting is it's also a, a market where there's virtually unlimited prospects and no competition. Now, certainly if you're in the doc dental market, there's competition, but you get outside that, there's little competition. So here you have an opportunity where there's unlimited amount of prospects, there is no competition, and it pays you a crap ton of recurring revenue. It, it, it still amazes me to this day that more people are not taking advantage of it because it is. Not only is it a great way to make money, but it's a great way to to save the financial lives of many people out there. Very well put, but that's exactly what it is. And you just you just sparked one more little thing before we go here in my brain is you know the carriers are still in the business. Principal Financial again again I was with them for well over twenty years. So Candy, well over twenty years. They built a product this new, and it's not new and crazy, and it doesn't, you know, it, the product is still pretty much a core product. But Chris, you know what they did? They built it around business owners. So you do have the road less traveled. You just said, yeah, two places are get a little crowded. Every industry has it, right? You know, you grab it. Every industry has it. It gets a little crowded. Well, the space gets a little crowded with doctors and dentists. The world of business. You know, I live on 38, which, as you all know, is Northwest Florida, between Destin and Panama City. Drive down Highway 98, and between those two cities, it's probably a a 40-mile trip, just between the two, one way, maybe 30 miles. Chris, I would guess, if I could really stop and count, I'd probably go by in excess of 4,000 businesses, small businesses, 3,000, in excess of four, 3,000 small businesses. Somebody owns the storage unit building, Chris. I don't know who it is. But where you put your extra shit because your garage got full because we all are accumulators of extra stuff, somebody owns those. Somebody's running a business. Again, it's the road less traveled. The the prospect market here is truly infinite and unlimited. And that's what I think you and I need to continually convey to people. You don't have to box anybody for DI because I think you would agree. Every person that has a job, there's a product for. Fair? Absolutely. And, and Mike, I, I want to tell you a story to kind of close our, our session today. As you know, many cool. years ago, I was in Cincinnati as the branch manager for Provident Life and Accident. Now, this is when, you know, we still had a lot of life insurance agencies. And I met this one one person, and he was just a the old proverbial crusty old fart. But I mean, tenacious. That's what they stuff. call me now, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> so that's okay. I, I can so, live with it. There was a there was a road on the western part of of Cincinnati called Colerain Avenue, and it was just it was what you just described. And so what he did is he started on one side of the road, 
started working up and then came back down. And well before he got through all of that, he was top of the table just because he would walk in and knock on the doors of these people. And it was all about risk protection. So the moral of this story is you still have to put in the work, right? It's not like you do one post on Facebook or Instagram or TikTok and people are flooding to you. You got to put in the work. There's lots of different avenues, Mike, today uh, for producers to go out there and market themselves, certainly far more than you and I ever imagined when we got started. But if you're willing to put in the work, again, unlimited prospects, no competition, phenomenal compensation. Absolutely, baby. Check this out. No matter where you live or what you do in the world, if you take away today what we talked about for the last actually 21 minutes and 12 seconds right now, so we're a little over our time today relative to normal. If you asked 20 people a week, if your risk protection package is current enough today, and then you allow us to teach you how to go from that sentence to the next level to have that, oh, by the way, less than 15 minute conversation, Chris, for the client, less than 15 minutes to get to where you need to go. If you ask that question 15 times, 20 times a week, how many times do you think you would actually end up in a sales or a closing, I'm going to be a salesman today, a closing appointment. If you had one in 15 times a week and you asked that and, and then knew how to take it to the next level, how many how many times do you think you'd be in a closing appointment? Would you guess? I, I would say you'd probably have 12 to 15 conversations of which five to 10 would be classified as closing where they want to take the next step with you. Correct. And it's a broad, that's a broad number, five to 10. But that is really from what I've been told. And, and some of this comes from like friends that I've had at Northwestern Mutual that tell me that's what's expected of them. If you have five to 10, and let's say you ended up closing three, Chris, let's go back to our math. That's $9,000 in that week, not three. <laughs> you had three that were healthy, wealthy, and wise, and they closed. That's $9,000 in a week. Now the numbers are so staggering that we start talking about you're making seven figures within like seven or eight years. Seven figures, not six, seven. And and and, and what's the greatest thing about um, disability insurance, income protection, Chris? It's Renewals. the gift that keeps on giving because on the back end, they still have that thing called what? Renewals. I didn't hear you, Chris. The renewals, Mike. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I know. I'm I'm becoming more of a of a minister down here. <laughs> I know you um, are. <laughs> so yeah, I, yeah. It's the gift that keeps on giving. I got to finish with one here because I want to talk about successes of people. I have a I, I have a client that you know, and you know she's a dear friend of mine. And we start talking about. I got a call the other day, and they're with their estate planning attorney, and they've done very, 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 very well. All selling disability insurance, by the way, almost 100 percent disability insurance. And it's like, are our renewals vested? Because if we pass and they now have kids that are becoming adults and you got to figure out what to do, right? Like even with little kids, it doesn't matter who it is. You have to figure out, Chris, what to do. And they're really bright young men too. Both of them are bright young men. And she goes, are our renewals vested? And I go, you know, of course, you're, they're vested. They're going to go to however your state set up, however it is, the renewals will just keep flowing to the kids. And she's like, that's good to know. She goes, what about first year commissions? And I'm like, no, you have to be licensed at first year commissions. And we start chatting about this and she has two really wonderful boys and um, they're both older than just turned. The youngest is now 18 as well. Anyway, short story long, Chris, I go, but you have to like stop and reflect here for a second because you have these things called benefit updates, which are principal, but it's future purchase options. Those in your world are probably somewhere between 225 and $300,000 a year. 
And then you have automatic increases on every policy that you have. And you have thousands of policies on the books that are probably represent another at least $50,000, just at 3% each policy going up 2 or 3%, 3%, probably represent. So that's so almost, you know, that's over $30,000 a month. And it's like, what would we have to do to get that? And I said, your boys would have to learn a couple of sentences and get licensed. And she goes, you know what? You're charged this summer with teaching my boys those couple of sentences, and I will make sure they get licensed. <laughs> and one's a sophomore in college, going to be a junior, is going to be a freshman. And they're going to be freshmen and sophomores in college, Chris, make it a couple hundred grand a year each out of their dorm room, following up on a couple of questions to make sure that the person's already been sold disability insurance. All they have to do is just change for their income. And they're going to give them a new policy because she goes, why would you walk away from all those first-year commissions? So there's a lot of cool things about income protection, is my point, Chris, that if you just reach out to Chris Carlson and Mike Cogga, we can help get you there, and that's our goal. Awesome, Mike. Mike, great session. And I tell you what, our next episode, I want to pull out some more information from the Limber Studies and I, because I think there's some additional great stuff that we can share with our audience. So, Mike, thanks for your time today. Enjoy the weather in Northwest Florida. Chris, I'm looking forward to seeing you face to face in somewhere sometime because we have some plans. You know, we're going to maybe have to go on the road and do a road show or two. Love it. All right, Mike, have a great day. Be well, my friend. Thanks. 